Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick concludes Session 1 and begins Session 2 of the five-part Living the Dream series. This series was presented at the Recharge Conference at the Victory Worship Center in Harrogate, Tennessee, where Gary Miracle is the pastor. On the last broadcast, Brother Rick brought us the fifth and final way we can know our dreams are from God. Then he told us three things that God dreams will cost us, and three of seven things that we can learn from Joseph's life. On this broadcast, he'll conclude session one by bringing us the other four, and introduce us to session two, entitled The Pit Test, by reading his text taken from Genesis chapter 37, verses 18 through 24. And now, here's Brother Rick. Then they looked and started feeling a need to tell me the situation. Isn't that amazing? They were saying, she's And I'm like, really? I know that. While I'm praying, all of a sudden the Holy Ghost begins to move. All of a sudden I felt something hit my hands like electricity and I yanked my hands because it hurt. And I thought, you moron, she's going to fall on the floor. <laughs> but when I reached back to get her, she began to wipe her face. And the Lord raised her. And then he said this to me, brother. I never forgot it. He said, those things that you cannot do, I can do. <laughs> so you do what you can do, and I'll do what you can't do. We don't have the answers. Let's fess up, okay? We don't know what we're doing. But see, every now and then, he just wants to borrow my hand. And when I put out my hand, he uses it. But the Bible says they wait upon the Lord. <laughs> they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings. That's what recharge is about. It's about learning the power of God's protocol. I got to move along. You got to listen quicker you also got to learn the power of prayer see Joseph tried to get everybody in jail to bail him out in fact I believe there was a time when God was going to bail him out because he had interpreted dreams for the butler and the baker they were going back to the king except Joseph uttered one statement he should have kept himself he said I'm here and it's not my fault (laughs) God said you ain't done yet roll him over cook him a little longer he ain't done yet had to stay two more years. Why? Because you got to understand it's prayer that's going to deliver you, not people. It's prayer that's going to meet your need, not people. Your dream's going to come on your knees, not because you met somebody. The power of prayer. Here's the other thing you got to learn you got to learn the power of priority. Joseph had to learn to put God first. He had to learn to trust God only. And though he had been blessed with earthly favor, it didn't get him where God was taking him. God had to strip him down to get him there. See, God will redeem your past, but he don't have to have your past to give you a future. Joseph had to learn to put God first. Here's the sixth thing he had to learn. He had to learn the power of purpose. For years, he thought it was all about him. 
had no idea. He was just a pawn on the board, a checker. God was moving around so that he might be king. Are you listening to me? It's not about you. If it's about you, how many of you know it's small? A man that's all wrapped up in himself makes a little package. It's all about what you can do. In fact, here's what I believe. The work of God can only be done by the God of the work. Anything you can do, it's the work of you. Are you listening? See, God wants to teach us purpose. Everybody say purpose. We got to learn that God had a plan. And here's the seventh thing we got to learn. And I believe until we can learn this, we're never going to see our dream come to pass. We got to learn the power of praise. Fred sung about it a while ago. That's why the enemy battled your song so much, friend, because it's so true. See, we got to learn to praise God, not just because everything worked out, but because he's worthy. We got to learn to praise him in the jailhouse, at Potiphar's house, in the pit. We got to learn to lift him up no matter where you are. Joseph had to learn the power of praise in the good times and in the bad times. Why? Because faithful is he that has power. He will bring it to pass. You might be 53. <laughs> Stepping out like a teenager. That's okay. I said that's okay. Because I have witnessed more revelation this month than I've witnessed in the last year. I've witnessed more of the miracle working power in this last month than I have witnessed in years. What are you saying, Rick? I'm saying I can't hardly wait to get up in the morning to see what God's going to do today. Why? Because I'm a dreamer. And God's given me a new dream. I don't want to be yesterday's news. I want to leave for my spiritual son that that dude is still challenging us even from the grave. To not sit down and get comfortable. Listen to me, church. Our best days are ahead. Yes, there's a shaking that's coming, but you better believe that shaking's gonna turn people to the church, and our finest hour lays in front of us. Do not give up and sing precious memories. Do not sing, I shall not be moved. Get yourself up, get yourself recharged, get yourself a new dream, and walk out what God's called you to do. Because he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Close your eyes, bow your heads where you are. See, here's what I believe. I believe some of you are sitting here and God's been trying to tear your old dream out of your hand to give you a new one. And you're afraid. In fact, some of you, your dream's been broke for years. You're just holding on to pieces of it. He's a mender of broken dreams. I said he's a mender of broken dreams. That's you and your dreams been shattered by naysayers, and stolen by the enemy and broken. And there's just bits and pieces of it in your hand. And you've wondered for years why you're even alive. You feel like you have no purpose to live. Would you just slip up your hand and say, Brother Rick, that's me. My dream's broke. I see your hand, bro. There's others in here. You, you hear the victim of a broken dream. Just slip up your hand and say, Brother Rick, that's me, man. That's me. I see your hand. Huh? I see your hand. Your hand. He's a repairer of broken dreams. How many of you 
You can barely remember your dream because you let somebody talk you out of it years ago. None of the guys of common sense, they told you why it could never happen. And you believe the report of men over the report of the Lord. If that's you, would you slip up your hand and say, Brother Rick, I want my dream back. I want my dream back. I see your hand. Other others, I want my dream back. I let people talk me out of my dream. How many of you, you're just tired. You know God give you a dream, but the enemy's told you it's never going to happen. That you're getting too old for it to happen. And you've waited for years. And you're just about to throw up your hand and quit. I'm excited to be here this morning. How about you? I told somebody I'm cranked up like an eight-day clock. I don't know what to, hardly to do myself. I'm living this thing. You know, it's different if you're preaching to something, you know, that other people are living. But I was sharing with David and Gail this morning, I'm living this thing so much my head feels half size this room. Just at what God's doing in our lives right now. And as we live the dream, how many of you know sometimes it's like Israel when they come back into their land? They said it was as if we dreamed a dream. Sometimes it seems more than we can handle for the moment. And so last night I began this lesson on or this series on dreaming, living the dream. And uh, I really believe this. I believe dreams are God's seeds. I believe dreams are God's seeds planted in our mind for two reasons. Number one, to change the way we think. And number two, to take the limits off your life. How many of you know that constantly you battle the boundaries of your life? You're always feeling like you're hitting your head against the ceiling, so to speak. We're like the proverbial flea in a jar. They say that you can put a flea in a jar, put a lid on it. The flea will jump and hit his head on the lid. And after he does it a few times, you can take the lid off because he's not going to jump any higher. And I think the same thing happens in our life. I believe the world we live in, the people we surround ourselves with, they put lids on our lives many times. And we jump and bump our head till we decide we're not going to jump anymore till God plants a God seed in you, a dream that causes you to expand your limits. See, God doesn't have limits. That's hard for us to imagine. See, where you wring your hands, God's not wringing his hands. Amen. He's in control of this thing. And so God plants within us a dream. But how many of you know because it is a God seed, it will be tested? Amen. Anything God does in your life will be tested. In fact, I was talking to someone the other day and they was asking me, Brother Rick, why does God allow us to go through testing? I said, contrary to what the enemy may have told you, it's not to prove your weakness. Is to prove your strength. If we were inventors and we created something, we would test that product not to prove its weakness, but to prove its strength. And God is allowing our strength to be proven through our times of testing. And you're going to experience tests before your dream is fulfilled. And one of those tests, and we're going to talk in the next four sessions about four tests, because there's actually four tests you'll go through before your dream comes to fulfillment. And Joseph's life is a prototype or a template of what these tests will be. And the first test I want to talk about is found in Genesis 37, verses, uh, we'll start at 17 or 18. Let's just start at 18. And we'll go through verse 24. And when they saw him afar off, even as he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. And they said to one another, Behold, a dreamer cometh. 
Now come therefore and let us slay him and cast him into a pit. Everybody say a pit. And we will say some evil beast has devoured him. And then we'll see what will become of his dream. And Reuben heard it. We ought to circle Reuben. That's so important. And he delivered him out of their hands and said, let's not kill him. And Reuben said unto them, shed no blood, but cast him into a pit that is in the wilderness. You ought to underline that too. How many of you know our pits in the wilderness? Boy, we don't like wilderness, but champions are born in the wilderness. Lay no hand upon him that they may rid him out of their hands later and deliver him again to his father. See, Reuben had a plan for him. And it came to pass when Joseph was coming to his brothers that they stripped Joseph out of his coat, the coat that many, of many colors that was on him. And they took him and cast him into a pit that was empty, for there was no water in it. I want us to get the context of this. It's in the wilderness. It's in a place where there's no water. It's bad to be in a pit. How many of you know that you can get in a pit? That's bad. But if your pit is in the wilderness where there's no water, that can't be good. <laughs> Amen. Let's pray. Father, this morning we pray for your anointing to rest upon us, Lord. And we just ask right now in Jesus' name that we would speak only what you'd have us to speak, Lord. Give us clarity of thought and of speech. Give us ears in our spirit that we can hear understanding hearts and obedient wills. For we ask it in the name of Jesus. And everyone in agreement together said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page, or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's afruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.